Hey, Jason Rice here, another lot party. Quick tip. Um, this is obviously going live. I'm going to throw it up over here on Facebook too. And that way, if you see it there, give me some comments. I'll pull that up uh, as we speak. Uh, this is also be YouTube and, and uh, I'll throw it up on LinkedIn. But if you get any uh, comments on it and tell me what you think, uh, title of this thing is, you know, is the used car market right now a buyer's or seller's market? And it's really important that you understand um, that aspect. And here's why. Um, just like selling a house, as you know, with selling cars, it's, it always comes down to supply and de demand dynamics. Uh, so if it's a seller's market, well, here, let me back up. If it is a buyer's market, the market data is more relevant. Okay. Example, buyer's market means that the supply is plentiful. They can pick and choose which ones they want to buy. And there's plenty of product out there for them to buy house, cars, right? So if the supply level is high and there's people out there looking for it, it becomes a buyer's market. You can say, hey, I want $20,000 for this year making model. The customer says, well, I'll pay you 19. And you say, no, I don't want to do it. And the customer says, well, fine. If you don't, there's three others out there pretty similar I can get for 19. So see you later. And they go buy it for 19. So if it is a buyer's market, market data is more relevant because you got to see and make sure you're not priced too high than the competitor. Now, if it's a seller's market, and this is going to be easy for you to maybe imagine, um, remember when COVID and things opened back up and people had stimulus checks and the used car supply was low because the auctions uh, were not around or, or couldn't supply and trades weren't around, right? So the supply level was low and the demand was high, it became a seller's market. And when it's a seller's market, you don't care what the guy down the street has the vehicle for sale for. The customer comes in on a whatever year, make a model, you're at 20 grand, they want it for 19. You go, no, I'm not doing it. And good luck finding another car like this because it's the nicest one out there and it, you, there's not another comparable or there, there's far and few between. So when it is a seller's market, the market data is less relevant. And what becomes more relevant is what's actually happening on your lot. What's selling well? Uh, what can you duplicate more times than not, either on a trade or close franchise, close sale and stuff like that. So you got to be able to dictate or understand the importance and the difference of a buyer's market and a seller's market. And what I do believe um, with the whole chip problem Exactly, Colin, you just exactly what I was going to say with the chip problem that's happening. Uh, GM already predicted they're going to lose a billion to two billion. Ford's already predicted they're going to lose two billion. They can't even build the F-150s, the new 2020s. Um, so should Chevy, I think, can build their trucks. That'll be interesting to see. Does Chevy lose their crown of the number one selling truck um, and vehicle because of this? But there is a chip shortage. I know Subaru is going to be missing thousands of cars. So um, think of the impact of that. And um, the fact that, um, well, one, let's start out. I've seen headlines, auto, auto remarketing stuff that January Cox said that 
uh, January year over year sales for used cars was down about 5%. So January is usually a lighter month. Um, but again, stimulus tech uh, talk, a lot, a lot of my dealers I've talked to had pretty strong January's though. But anyways, the um, um, stimulus talk was been dragged out. The money isn't hasn't come yet and who's getting it? Am I paying taxes on the last stimulus check? All that kind of stuff. Those things are just starting to come out to the forefront. But um, think of the chip problem. If the new car supply goes down and if you all around during 08, 09, during the recession, um, dealers were selling half of what they were selling. New car sales dropped 50%. Not that the supply wasn't there. The economy wasn't there. The buyers were not there right? It was a, it was a buyer's market at that point in time. Um, people weren't there to buy those new cars. So it dropped off. We might have it reversed. Now, uh, the supply just won't be there. And we, I, I'm not saying you're going to lose 50% in new car sales. I don't know those numbers. Um, Toyota's going to be okay for a little while. They might be just putting those all in old body tundras. So the, um, new car supply, but it's the pipeline that you got to worry about. Uh, example, rental cars are, are going crazy right now. I mean, I've talked to one dealer who said the enterprise told them they're in like a nine day supply. I talked to somebody else is saying that the rental car company was actually at the lane buying cars because they don't have enough cars. So think about that. If Ford can't build enough to keep the flow to their dealers, they're not selling any to uh, the rental car companies. Kia, Hyundai, Nissan, whoever's filling that pipeline, um, if they can't build new cars to keep up with the new car demand on dealerships lots, they're definitely not giving them to the rental car companies. Rental car companies usually replenish their inventory every year or two years, right? And you're going to get a one or two car with 30,000 miles coming to the lane or enterprise comes in with their big old list saying, hey, I got 200 cars I need to dump. You want any? Um, that's not happening. So it's the supply chain of inventory. And then you think about lease returns or new car trade-ins. If there's no new car deals, and it's hard to switch a new car, a real new car buyer to a used car. Certified, maybe. So uh, last year I talked about how CPO could be the winner out of this whole COVID thing, again, due to new car supply demand. Um, so I would focus on CPO. Um, CPO wasn't as strong this year as previous years, but I think it's, again, it's the inventory levels that caused that to happen. Um, and so if they're down a percentage, uh, they ended up strong still, but if it's down a percentage, it's due to inventory levels being down a percentage. The lease returns didn't hit uh, effectively to make those CPOs and stuff like that. But CPO ended up strong. I think you want to pay attention to CPO with new car demand going down. But if trades aren't there, um, new car buyers are going to be a hard switch unless maybe they're open to a CPO. They might just wait until they can get that new car or order it and wait six months instead of two or three months. Um and be willing to, or the people that are used to going from a three-year lease to a three-year lease to a three-year lease, do they hold on to that lease and extend it? Do they just buy it? And then maybe when the supply comes in. So um, it's the it's the funnel, like Colin said here, the funnel of uh, supplying used cars. So my assumption would be if the economy stays stable, the stimulus checks come out, jobs start increasing as things open back up, um, we're okay. And then then used car supply gets cut off due to all these things that is talked about. Rental cars, cars not coming in, lease returns maybe not coming in, trades not coming in because we don't have new car sales. The um, it, It's all of a sudden going to be a seller's market like it was during the whole COVID peak. And your data 
and what's happening on your lot is way more relevant than the market, right? So uh, again, um, if the economy crashes and uh, or goes down and unemployment stays high, stimulus checks don't get used to buy cars because it's maybe paying for Christmas bills and past due bills and not a new car um, or another car in the family, um, you know, then all of a sudden it becomes a buyer's market again. And again, understanding what the guy down the street's price and his at and making sure you start getting aggressive on your pricing to keep that inventory moving. So my, long story short, my point is, I think we're heading into probably a seller's market. I'm not telling you to hold your cars. I just got off a call with the dealer right now and he's aging through. And I asked him, you know, did he do that purposely uh, to hold out, hoping for a strong February, March? Um, because right now the lanes are really high from my understanding. Cars are there, but the lane numbers are high. Everything I just talked about, compound all of that with the fact you guys got companies now like the Carvanas and the Vrooms that have deep pockets from investors, they're willing to lose money to keep their, uh, their business plan afloat. They'll pay over money to buy cars just to have inventory so they could sell, they could show that their business model works and they're gaining market share. So compound everything I just talked about with people at the lane willing to just stand there and pay two or three grand more than they have to just to get the inventory because they've got the money and the resources and the reason to do it. Right. They'll say, hey, we'll we know we're going to lose money. We're a fresh company. We're new. We're growing. We're getting investment money anyways. We'll we'll flush this market out and buy these cars to show our model works on top of squeezing guys out at the dealerships. So you compound all that stuff that um, I just said to um, uh, those new aspects in the market. And it, it could end up being, again, a seller's market. If the demand of the market stay, the economy stays strong, economy uh, goes okay, stimulus checks are out there, people are interested in buying, they can't buy new, but they need a car, so they're going to have to settle with used, uh, some of those customers. Um, so if, this, if, the, if the, the shoppers are there, but the supply is low, it's a buyer's market, and what is happening on your lot? It's way more relevant than worrying about what the guy down the street's doing. And again, you've heard, if you've watched any of my videos, you know, I'm not very happy about market data. The fact that 30% of the listings on this, these sites where the market data is coming from are inaccurate vehicle listings. So to me, market data is already flawed that way. But if it's a, uh, it's a seller's market, which I think the next year is going to be. And when it comes to used cars, your data is going to be way more important and it should be first on your uh, approach to what what you're stocking, how you're stocking, how you're pricing them um, based on the metrics that's happening on your lot. Then look at the market data to make those decisions. Don't run to the market data. Don't just run to market data to make pricing appraisal buying decisions. Um, um, because again, that market data skewed. Let's look at what's happening on your lot first. Are you heavier light in 17s? Do you need more compact cars and less trucks? Have your average investments gone up? Your photos gotten behind? Uh, is your SRPs and VDPs going up or down? Is your own Google Analytics, your own your own activity on your own site doing better or worse? Uh, am I heavy in that car based on my average investment? So there's, uh, am I selling enough out of my first 30 days? And if I'm not, why? Um, those type of dynamics are gonna be more important uh, of keep if it's a seller's market, then again, the market data. So um, keep an eye on that.
if you need help, we have all that information for you. If you like uh, lotpop.com, sign up for a demo. We'll help you get through all this stuff. It's going to be a quick change in market and it's going to be tough um, one way or the other. Because if it goes, if, if, if the market goes down, becomes a buyer's market, you're going to have to scramble to stay ahead of it. Dump the cars faster move, as far as pricing them, get them competitively priced, get them moving. And if it goes the other way, you're going to have to really understand what's happening on your lot, trying to duplicate that time and time again and not worry about what the guy down the street's doing. So it's going to shift one way or the other. And you've got to have to stay so in tuned right now, every day, not once a week looking at your inventory every day. Um, again, if you'd like to see what we could do to help, lotpop.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you'll get these all the time. And uh, podcast. This goes on a podcast. If you like working out, listening to stuff like this, 250 uh, episodes on podcast or YouTube channel. Hope this was helpful. Let's finish the second half strong.